Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sports zone by Mac Derrick of Chiefs Digest. Matt, always good to have you on the show. Uh, I mentioned uh, Chiefs, uh, a couple losses so far this season. Those two losses, the opening game against the Lions without Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, and then they lost at Denver when Patrick Mahomes was battling illness. You've watched every snap. You're around this team all the time. So how would you describe the Chiefs' season to date? Yeah, it, you know, they've surprisingly gotten to this point in a way that we didn't expect them to. You normally would think that the, the Chiefs are going to be 7-2. and two. It's because um, Mahomes is having an MVP season and the offense is, is uh, just on clock, Burke. But that's not how they've got there. They've gotten there because of the defense. The defense the number one scoring defense in the league this year. And the offense has been off. It's, it's certainly as they're going through some growing pains with a young wide receiver group. They've had some changes at the tackle position on the offensive line, and they're still kind of figuring everything out. But that defense at this point has allowed them the time and the luxury to do that. Okay, so we'll get into the defense in a couple of minutes, I promise. Uh, first up, let's start with the offense. They entered uh, this week 15th league-wide in points per game after they were first last year. How much of this is wide receivers that can't catch the ball in uh, the offensive line? I think it's safe to say that has not that group hasn't played to the level it did a year ago. Yeah, you know, the, the 25 drops, they lead the league, so that has certainly been an issue. But it hasn't been the only issue. They've also turned over the football, which is, once again, normally not a problem, but drops have played a role in that as well. Uh, Mahomes will probably tell you that he's been holding on to the football a little bit too long. The coaches will tell you that. Um, some of that has been, you know, a little bit of the offensive line being out of kilter. And penalties have been a big problem for this offensive line. You know, Jawan Taylor got a lot of uh, attention early because of the, the false start penalties and some shift penalties and lining up in the backfield. But really, it's been holding penalties that have been the bigger problem for this team. They're one of the most penalized teams in the league when it comes to offensive holding penalties. And that stems back to, I think, just the timing and the chemistry of this group. You know, with having Donovan Smith and Juwan Taylor new at the tackle position, um, they provide a different pocket for Mahomes than he's used to. And he's had, I think, a little bit of adjustment getting used to that. So the Chiefs uh, offensively will tell you, coaches and players alike, that if they eliminate mistakes, they cut down the penalties, they cut down the turnovers, they eliminate the drops, that everything is going to be just fine. Now, they just need to prove that they can do it, but that's their that's their goal for the second half of the season. Which wide receiver do you think is most likely to eventually become the guy, so to speak? Yeah, that that that's a really key question because you know, looking at that room, you know, you ask yourself, is there a thousand yard receiver in that group right now? And I think you'd have to say right now, no. Uh, there's nobody that's on the back of their football card because they've been that in the past, like a Marquez Valdez Scantling or a, a Justin get into the guys like Sky Moore, but the one I'm going to circle is, is Rasheed Rice. He's a rookie this year, but uh, right now Patrick Mahomes has the best passer rating when he's targeting Rasheed Rice. His biggest problem has been drops, but he seems to be cutting those down, and there's no doubt. I mean, he runs – when he gets the football, he runs like a running back. He's a big guy. He's got a lot of speed, and the Chiefs seem to be finding ways to get into football, and, and he is a, a learning to adjust to – to Mahomes and the kind of the adjustments that Mahomes can make on the fly, and that's a key for a receiver. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, that's the guy that the Chiefs are going to try to target in the second half. I think he's going to have a big second half of the season, and he, I think he needs to. I think that's the guy that they really need to see that they want to get that receiver group jump-started. 
Okay, I realize this is Andy Reid's show on offense, but do they miss Eric Bieniemy at all? I think it's a reasonable question because, you know, one thing and two things I will say that Eric Bieniemy brought to this offense was, I think, accountability and intensity. And not saying that the current coaching staff doesn't have that accountability, but Eric Bieniemy, that was kind of his job. I mean, he was the one that really got in guys' faces, and he was the one that, you know, when guys were making mistakes, he would hold them accountable but he was also the, the you know, the, the really run-through-a-brick-wall mentality of that offense. And I think he was a big part of the run game as well. Um, that's one thing that the, the Chiefs have really just had a consistency issue with has been, you know, establishing the run and running the football effectively. And obviously that was Eric Bieniemy's thing. So I, I think there is. And, you know, and also it's not even just that, but other losses too – you know, they've got a lot of young coaches, you know, like Connor Embry, a wide receiver. They, they brought in Todd Pinkston as a running backs coach this year. They've got a lot of young and inexperienced coaches on the offensive staff that I think are still kind of getting their feet wet. You know, coming off the bye week, uh, you know, there's self-scouting and all that uh, lot, you know, pretty much all around the league and so forth. But do you expect any changes with either the scheme, play calling, or, you know, basically personnel? Yeah, I, I, one thing I'm really expecting, and I'll, I'll be interested to see if they implement it tonight, is that I think they want to get rid of the ball more quickly. You know, Patrick Mahomes for the first half of the season, his time to throw has been the longest of his career. And, and it's not substantial, but it's enough that I, I think you've seen what happens. You know, certainly when Patrick extends plays with his feet, good things usually happen. Um, but this year it's been a little bit different. I mean, he, he's been buying time, but – you know, with the way the defenses are playing them in these zone defenses, it's more likely that the longer he holds onto the football, there's just simply not going to be anybody open. If the Chiefs want to break up these zones that they're seeing, they really need to be able to establish the run and establish the short passing game. And if they can do those two things and get the ball to some of their playmakers like Kadarius Tony, like Sky Moore, like Rasheed Rice, uh, I think that's the way that they've got to go to, to, to beat these zone coverages that they're seeing. And I, I think we'll probably, I think we will probably see the, as a, at least the evolution of that Monday night. Mac Derrick of Chief John Jess, currently in the sports zone. Okay, let's flip it to the other side of the ball. The defense has gone from 13th in uh, yards per game allowed last season to first this season. Why is this group improved so much in uh, less than a calendar year? Yeah, I think that the, the biggest reason that everybody in that room seems to point to is just the continuity. Uh, you know, consistently under Steve Spagnuolo, they've had a lot of new faces every single year. Remember last year they had five rookies who were really playing a lot of key snaps for them, starting for them even. Uh, this year everybody's back. Uh, you're really the only new starter to a degree is, is Brian Cook at, at safety, and even he was the third safety last year and played a lot. Um, having Justin Reed in this system another year, having a, Nick Bolton, uh, you know, even though he's been banged up, he's been a big part of it. I, I think you can't overlook the one new face that they've gotten, Drew Tranquil. That, that is just a savvy veteran that is so reliable and has done a great job filling in for Bolton with the injuries. Um, but this group, because of the continuity, they understand Steve Spagnuolo's system better and they're able to play faster. And in fact, even it goes down to the you know the second year guys like Trent McDuffie and fourth year guys like Legarius Sneed. I mean, those those two have also been key to this whole operation. And it's 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 been I think impressive just the the jump in one year that this group and especially that young core that came in and kind of the 2022 draft has been able to take. 
Chris Jones wasn't on the field from the end of last season and the Super Bowl victory here in the, in the Valley against the Eagles until week two. How would you evaluate Jones's 2023 season to date? Yeah, he really looked strong when he got back. You know, uh, I think he had a sack in the you know, first five games once he got back. Um, yeah, I was curious to see at some point if that wall would hit him, you know, as far as not having any training camp. He certainly didn't show any rust from it. But you kind of wondered if maybe, you know, it would catch up to him at some point. I don't know if that's been the case. He, he hasn't been as at least numbers-wise productive in the last few games. Um, but, you know, he is still an absolute constant threat. I mean, that's, that's the one thing. This group right now is leading the league in sacks, and a big reason for it is that, you know, he is that one guy that every team has to pay attention to, and, and other guys like George Karloftis, like Mike Dana, are getting a lot of one-on-one matchups, and, and they're winning those. So um, even Chris Jones, when he's not putting up numbers, he is still creating havoc that creates opportunities for the other guys. You mentioned defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. Uh, how do you expect him to try to attack the Eagles' offense tonight? Yeah, you know, I I would imagine it's going to be a little bit of classic Steve Spagnolo. I mean, a, a lot of what they did in the Super Bowl. The one thing that he always does concentrate whenever you've got a mobile quarterback and an athletic guy back there is really just to make sure that doesn't beat you with his legs. That you can contain him in the pocket and get some pressure on him. Uh, there will be some blitzing. It, it won't be constant. They will take their, you know, their shots, but you will, they will absolutely find ways to get some pressure and to disrupt the timing of that Eagles offense. Uh, the other thing is really going to be key is, you know, those two cornerbacks I talked about with Legarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie. Um, Sneed has consistently been following the best receiver on a team all season. So I'd expect Sneed to be following A.J. Brown. means probably Trent McDuffie will be on Devontae Smith a lot or, so, you know, those, those are going to be two key guys. And so far this season, I mean, the Chiefs have effectively taken out number one receivers on every team. If Sneed can do that again to A.J. Brown, this defense has a, has a chance. And, you know, I know this was a 38-35 game in, in Super Bowl 57, but I really think it's going to be a lower scoring contest than that. I, I think it'll probably be a battle in the 20s. And the key reason why is just because I think that both these defenses, especially the Chiefs defense, is a lot better than it was in February. Previewing the Eagles and Chiefs game tonight with Mac Derrick from Chiefs Digest. Okay, now back to the let's flip this back to the offense tonight. Uh, you, got, you got Kevin Byard's now with the Eagles. Uh, he and Travis Kelsey had some interesting battles in uh, Byard's days in Tennessee. How do you uh, analyze that matchup tonight? Yeah, and if the Eagles are like everybody else, it's smart. I mean, it won't be it won't be Byard all alone. I mean. Travis Kelsey is going to get plenty of attention. He's going to get double coverage, probably even triple coverage a few times. And, and that's why, you know, hey, Kelsey will most likely get his yards. There's, there's times when, you know, and Miami did a really good job of taking him out of the game the last time that the Chiefs played. But usually, eventually, especially on big stages like this, Kelsey's going to get his yards. Um, what you just got to watch out for is, you know, whether somebody else is going to step up and whether you pay too much attention to Travis Kelsey that all of a sudden – another receiver gets hot or you allow Isaiah Pacheco to go off for 100 yards, that's the danger when you overcommit to, to going after Kelsey. So, yeah, let's let's see how it goes. But you're right. I mean, Bayard has played, played Kelsey tough in the past, but it's too big of a matchup for one guy. So I, I would imagine you're going to see plenty of bracket coverage on Kelsey. It's how the rest of this offense responds to, to, to help out because so far it's been Travis Kelsey or, or, or nothing for this offense most of the season. You mentioned the Chiefs, uh, you know, 
really getting to the quarterback this year. The Eagles led the world in sacks last year, but had zero sacks in that Super Bowl game. How do you view the Kansas City offensive line, which we briefly touched upon against the Eagles' defensive front tonight? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a two different stories. You know, on the interior, that's where the, the Chiefs really have their strength. That that section from Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, I mean, that is one of the, I think, strongest interiors in the league. Um, the challenge has been the tackles on the outside, and, you know, especially in pass protection. They feel like, you know, that their run run blocking has been pretty solid. There's a few things that they can clean up, but – the pass protection has been the issue. And as a result, you know, Patrick Mahomes has had to try and buy a lot of time. He's had to escape some pockets. They haven't yielded a lot of sacks, but a lot of that is on Mahomes. And, and so I'm really intrigued to, to see how they do kind of – it took the bye week to, to respond to everything, that, all the changes that they want to implement in the passing game because the tackles are a big part of it. You know, the Eagles got uh, some personnel issues. Obviously, uh, Goddard's out of this game because of an injury. And, uh, you know, Barnett left the team. Uh, You know, they announced yesterday that he's left the team for personal reasons. Uh, So he's out indefinitely. Uh, As far as the Chiefs, any key injuries we should be looking for? uh, You know, when the inactives come out 90 90 minutes before game time, who should we be paying attention to? Yeah, really a remarkably clean group. Um, everybody was a full participant in practice this past week, so um, not really expecting there to be any questionable issues. The only really one that's out there is a wide receiver, Richie James, that they activated uh, back to the 53 from injured reserve on Saturday. Uh, he is listed as questionable, and Andy Reid suggested on Saturday that he probably wouldn't play tonight. You know, We will see. Um, but this is a remarkably healthy group. I mean, Mahomes has been dealing with a couple of things, but he was not on the injury report this week. So this should be a, a fully healthy Mahomes and even a reasonably healthy Kelsey coming into this game, which the Chiefs really haven't had at all for the most part, most of this season. Yeah, I'm guessing most teams would like to have that situation right now. Yeah, 10, 11 weeks into the season, that's pretty amazing. All right, so you know, in, in addition, you know, what, what are some matchups that you're paying attention? You're going to be paying attention to tonight that we should be paying attention to. Yeah, I, I, I think I hit the biggest one for me that that Snead and McDuffie versus Brown and and Smith. I think is going to be an absolutely epic matchup. Uh, I'm really intrigued to see how that goes, um, especially McDuffie in the slot. I mean, he's he's been a real surprise there at just how quickly he's been able to adapt and. His ability to switch inside and outside has been really impressive. Um, the guy who defensively watched for the big plays is going to be Justin Reed. Um, he is really playing, I think, the best football of his career right now. He is so comfortable in the Steve Spagnuolo system, really relishes the responsibilities that he's been getting. And he, he can play anywhere. I mean, they use him exactly the same way that the Chiefs used to use Tyron Matthew. And he can be on the back end. He can be in coverage. They will use him on blitzes. That's, that's a key guy for me to watch. And then uh, offensively, I mean, outside the stars, if there's two guys that really have a, a big game tonight, I think it's Isaiah Pacheco and Rashia Rice. If, if those two guys have big numbers, then I think it's a good night for the Chiefs offense. Okay, I checked the weather thing a few minutes ago. Uh, weather report, not the weather thing. <laughs> uh, 40 deg- 41 degrees and drill- drizzle tonight. Drizzle. Uh, does that alter your uh, opinion of tonight's game at all? I've, I've, I've been just trending downwards on my score from, I think, all week. And, and I've, 
I've been thinking that this, this, the intangibles are just going to favor the Eagles, and the, uh, the weather might play into that too. I mean, I think this is going to be a like, lower-scoring game than, than maybe we all expect, and certainly lower-scoring than the Super Bowl. Um, the field conditions will probably play into that. It should be kind of wet, a little bit sloppy. Um, the Eagles, I'm sure their pass rush will say that it will still be better field conditions than they had in, in Phoenix for the Super Bowl. So I'm sure they'll think their footing will still be better than it was then. Um, but yeah, it is, it's going to be a it's going to be a fall night in Kansas City. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm unfortunately out in my car right now looking at it, and it's I think 43 and drizzle right now. So uh, we're just kind of getting a preview of what it's going to be for tonight. Okay, so you mentioned your score. So what do we have? Yeah, I've I've been leaning to, toward a 27-24 Eagles win. I I I guess I'm going to stick with it. I still think it might be less scoring than that, and I I really I I, I feel very very weird going against Andy Reid coming off a bye because he is so good. But I, you know I think this is absolutely a game that the Eagles won a little bit more than the Chiefs. Uh, I think that these two teams, there's a reasonable chance they're going to face again this season in February, and if that's the case, you know, this is one of those things. I mean, Andy Reid would fight me for saying this because he, he's never going to, you know, hold back in a game trying to win it. But at the same time, he's he's in it for the long run, not the short run. And if, if he thought that, that holding back a trick or anything that he could use to set up a, a second game down the road would help him win the Super Bowl, he would absolutely do it. So uh, I think if they meet again later – I'll probably take the Chiefs, but tonight I'm, I'm taking the Eagles. Matt, always pleasure talking to you. I'm sure we'll catch up with you later in the season. Thanks much. Always great, Bob. Take care.